Hello, this is Nick Dhar from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 2nd of February. India recorded under 10,000 fresh COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours. The overall COVID tally continues to be on the 1.07 crore or 10.7 million mark. Less than 100 deaths linked to COVID-19 were reported nationwide. Active cases remained under 2 lakh and the national recovery rate stood at 97%. Under the COVID vaccination drive, which commenced on 16th of January, more than 39.5 lakh people have been vaccinated so far. And now for some COVID updates from different states. Delhi today recorded around 120 new COVID-19 cases and 3 deaths. Health authorities said that these were the lowest counts in the state in the last 10 months. In a welcome trend, Odisha, meanwhile, has not reported a single COVID-19 death for a week now. The state government will start allowing students of class 9 and 11 to attend school from 8th of February. The Union Ministry of Health and Family Welfare said today that it has planned to send two high-level teams of experts to Kerala and Maharashtra to look into the rising number of COVID cases. The two states are currently contributing nearly 70% of the total active cases in the country. Farmers protesting against the centre's farm laws at the borders of Delhi said yesterday that they will block roads across the country for three hours on Saturday. Farmer leader Balbir Singh Rajiwal said, and I quote, There will be a countrywide agitation on 6th of February. We will block roads between 12pm and 3pm. Unquote. The farmers, however, had scrapped plans for their march to the parliament on Budget Day in view of the violence at the Republic Day tractor rally. The farmers also expressed that they were upset at the suspension of internet in the border areas. The centre yesterday had extended the ban on internet services at Singhu, Ghazipur and Tikri borders till 11pm tonight. Haryana last evening also extended the ban on mobile internet and SMS services in seven districts of the state till 5pm today. The government said that this was done to prevent any disturbance of peace and public order. The Delhi High Court today dismissed a petition seeking the release of protesters that the police said were illegally detained by the police in connection with the Republic Day violence. The court added that the arrested people cannot be released without going into the merits of the FIRs and the investigation. The court directed the Delhi police to complete the investigation in the FIRs registered as early as possible. The court also said that the police will act in accordance with the law with regard to the arrested people. It added that those arrested will have to be produced before the nearest magistrate within 24 hours. The Delhi police said yesterday that they had filed 44 cases and arrested 122 people in connection with the 26 January violence so far. Meanwhile, Human Rights Watch, an international NGO, has condemned the quote-unquote baseless criminal charges against senior journalists in India. A release by the NGO mentioned the FIR against the Wire editor Siddharth Varadrajan. It also condemned the detention of journalists Dharminder Singh and Mandeep Punya by the Delhi police and the shutdown of mobile internet services at protest sites bordering Delhi. In another farmer protest-related update, the Shahadra District Police distributed 60 sword-like metal batons to police personnel in their district yesterday. However, senior officials from the Delhi Police Headquarters asked them to withdraw the decision to use them as anti-riot equipment and wait for their approval. A senior police officer said the metal batons were distributed to protect the forces from rioters armed with swords. Dramatic scenes unfolded at the Rajya Sabha today as opposition parties, including the Congress, Left, TMC and DMK, staged a walkout from the Upper House. This happened four times after their demand for suspending the day's business to discuss the farmers' agitation was rejected by Chairman Venkaya Naidu. The House was finally adjourned for the day. The event comes just a day after Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman presented the union budget. Today, during the second day of the budget session, 27 bills passed during the last session of the parliament will be tabled in the lower house. 
Today's Lok Sabha session will also see various standard committee reports on coal and steel, home affairs, health and family welfare being presented. In the latest budget, the centre increased capital expenditure by around 34% to 5.54 lakh crores to revive India's ailing economy. Healthcare spending is also set to rise significantly, with the government proposing more than doubling the allocation to rupees 2.2 lakh crores. Out of this, an amount of 35,000 crore rupees has been allocated for developing COVID-19 vaccines. While the government claimed that the latest budget was unprecedented and honest, the opposition has said that it has failed to address core economic problems at a time when India is suffering from its worst recession in years. In his latest news laundry column analyzing the union budget, economist Vivek Kaul wrote about the one truly big reform in budget 2021. In his article titled the same, he says and I quote, but the good thing in all this is that the government is finally declaring the right fiscal deficit number and is not hiding behind accounting jugglery. The most important part of the government's budget is to present its financial accounts as accurately as possible. This is a step in that direction. The next step would be to present the system-wide fiscal deficit by taking into account the borrowings of state governments as well as borrowings of public sector undertakings. That would make the system even more transparent. Unquote. You'll find his complete article on newslaundry.com. The Supreme Court yesterday ruled that the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, or UAPA, does not stop courts from granting bail on the grounds of violation of fundamental rights under the Constitution. It observed that even if a person is booked under the stringent UAPA, they still have the fundamental right to a speedy trial and are eligible for bail if it is violated. The court was hearing a plea by the National Investigation Agency, or NIA, against the Kerala High Court's decision to grant bail to a man accused of chopping off a professor's palm in 2010. A gang of seven men had cut off the right palm of T.J. Joseph. This happened after the professor allegedly insulted Prophet Muhammad in a question paper prepared by him for an internal examination. The NIA had said that the Kerala High Court erred in granting bail to the accused without considering the statutory rigours of UAPA. The bench said that the rigours of the UAPA provisions are meltdown when there is no likelihood of the trial being completed soon and a large part of the maximum sentence has already been served as an under-trial. The bench said that the accused had been in jail for more than five years and that 276 witnesses were yet to be examined. Dear listeners, discretion in this particular case aside, the stringent rigours of the UAPA have left several activists and individuals without any legal recourse in the country in the recent years. The most prominent examples are the several activists who were booked under the UAPA in the Bhima Korigao case or the activists booked in the Northeast Delhi riots last year. In another case, journalist Siddiq Kapan was arrested while travelling to Hatras to report on the brutal gang rape and murder of a Dalit girl. He was arrested for a bailable offence but was soon slapped with the UAPA and accused of planning to foment trouble. He is currently lodged at a prison in Uttar Pradesh as he awaits permission to visit his ailing mother. He was recently allowed to speak to her on the phone only for five minutes. And not just this, Kappen was finally allowed to meet a lawyer after 40 days of being in custody. So what is it about UAPA that leaves individuals booked under it without legal recourse? And how do they find themselves in prison before the trials even begin in their cases? My colleague Meghnad answers all these questions in his thorough explainer about the UAPA on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Explained, Why is UAPA a Draconian Law? Dear listeners, amid all the noise on primetime television news and the ever-growing culture of misinformation, we at News Laundry strive to bring you credible information that matters. Information that is in the interest of the public and not the government or corporates. Because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. 
So after you're done watching the explainer, please do spare some time to check out our website newslaundry.com where you will find stories that often go unheard. And if you like what you see, please do consider supporting us by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The lowest subscription plan starts at 300 rupees a month only. A 23-year-old man from a village in South Tripura district was allegedly shot dead by a border security force official yesterday along the India-Bangladesh border. The incident took place after a clash broke out between two groups. The Indian Express reported today that the man, identified as Jashim Mia, a resident of Devipur village, allegedly died of a bullet injury. The man's father claimed that a BSF soldier opened fire at his son, who later succumbed to the injuries. After the incident, villagers blocked a road and demanded the arrest of the BSF Jawan, after which police officers reached the spot. The police did not give out specific details of the incident. They said that officers had reached the spot and further information was awaited. According to Hindustan Times report, a BSF statement that was released last evening said that seven to eight people attempted to damage the border fence. It said that the people were trying to smuggle cattle into Bangladesh. It further read, and I quote, When the BSF tried to resist, the miscreants attacked them with sharp weapons. In self-defense, the BSF fired with a pump-action gun that led to the miscreants fleeing from the spot and one sustained injury. Unquote. The statement added that the injured miscreant was taken to the hospital and then referred to another one where he was declared dead. The BSF said that it has ordered a departmental inquiry to investigate into the matter. And now for some international updates. 103 million people around the world have been infected by COVID-19 so far, out of which 2.24 million have died. According to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, black Americans make up only 5.4% of COVID-19 vaccine recipients. The CDC disclosed the information in its first analysis of how the vaccines were being given out among different demographic groups in the first month of distribution. Meanwhile, 10 Republican senators have agreed to carry on talks with the White House in an attempt to negotiate a bipartisan coronavirus relief package. This was after a two-hour meeting with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on Monday night ended short of a breakthrough. China reported the lowest number of new COVID-19 cases in a month as imported cases overtook local infections. The country's official data suggests that the worst wave since March 2020 is close to over ahead of the important New Year holiday. 30 cases were reported in the mainland on 1st of February, which was down from 42 cases a day earlier. In other news from China, the police have arrested more than 80 people and confiscated over 3,000 fake doses of COVID-19 vaccine as a part of a campaign to combat vaccine-related crimes. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.